Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass and my lovely, gorgeous, uh, very, very intelligent what? husband. What do you want? Michael Turkey Turchin. I don't trust him. So there's this watch I've been really looking at. Yeah. Um, and Christmas is just right around the corner. Okay. Well, just give me your credit card and I'll buy it for you. <laughs> um, I mean, to me, Christmas is right around the corner. This is, is. this is the start of my favorite season. Uh, I'm sorry if you go to CVS, what are you going to see? Halloween stuff. Okay. That's so not that, Christmas, but that's the holiday season starting. Okay. That's just the lead up. Just the lead up. We got oh, Thanksgiving man. in between that, but it ultimately leads. Can we just enjoy Christmas. summer while we're in it? We, we barely we had, a had a summer. Exactly. So why are you throwing it away for Christmas? Because Halloween I already. want pumpkins. Okay. The man wants his pumpkins. All right. So Halloween right around the corner, which is also another major holiday. Our kid's birthday. Yes. Friday the 13th this year. Okay. It's going to be good. Oh, we got to do a really scary party. Yeah. But like kid-friendly scary party. I mean, two-year-old scary. Yeah. I can I can work with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Once the stores have any kind of Halloween candy going up, uh. it's 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 time. It's time. So we're going to start decorating next week. Oh, God. Uh, When we're back from Labor Day. Yes, Labor Day. Happy Labor Day weekend, everyone. Um, We are heading to Mexico. That's right. For a friend's kind of slash engagement party. Is that what this is? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just Labor Day weekend stuff. Yeah. But but they are engaged. So I think we're going to make make that the celebration. And I'm sure there's a birthday of someone staying at the house. Sure. So we're going to say it's I'm sure a somebody birthday. was born sometime. Yeah. But really, it's just for us to go get a little sun for the first time. Yeah, have a Kiki in Mexico. Yeah, man. I'm very excited. Uh, very excited. So everyone have a very safe, safe, safe Labor Day weekend. And uh, and back to work, everyone. I mean, poor kids. They've been <laughs> in school for a month already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I would get out end of May, sometimes like May 18th. Yeah, same. And then we wouldn't get go to school until like September. right after Labor Day. It was like September. All right, so uh, let's get to this interview right now. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, it's uh, Ricky Gandinez is going to be on the show. No authority. You might remember them from the 90s. He has gone solo. He has made a name for himself as Ricky Rebel. All right. Um, and yeah, there's, I mean, the, he is a character. He's a character and he made, you know, recent headlines, which we're not going to talk about now, but we're going to dive into it. I'm okay. sure at some point in this interview. We love when we people make to. headlines. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to learn some Interesting stuff about this guy. Sweet. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to have the one and only Ricky Rebel. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Ricky Rebel. 
Hey LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to non-stop pride events, DiscoverLA.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk-up windows and rooftop bars to year-round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or glyphs behind the scenes at world-famous studio tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. I absolutely love Cozy Earth. From the loungewear sets to the sheets to my luxurious blankets, it's no wonder Cozy Earth has earned its place on Oprah's favorite things list for five years running. A testament to its exceptional quality. That's right. <laughs> Reinvent your sanctuary with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding collection from pillows to sheets and blankets. Indulge in the ultimate luxury. Ooh. Sleep with confidence thanks to Cozy Earth's generous warranty. Luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort. Make every night a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature regulating bamboo viscose bedding and it's the best fabric it's so soft. the best super soft this new year's make your nights extra cozy with cozy earth pajamas made from ultra soft viscose from bamboo cozy earth products are crafted from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo ensuring you rest easy in more ways than one cozy earth stands by the durability of its products with a remarkable 10-year warranty promising a decade of restful sleep cozy earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today you're welcome up to 40 percent off site-wide when you use the code LANCE. Again, that's code LANCE for up to 40% off site-wide. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So, if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great right about now. But I have some good news for you. I have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. All you have to do is switch to Mint Mobile. It's that easy. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. I know we all hate seeing that monthly phone bill come in, but Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say bye-bye-bye to that monthly phone bill. Best of all, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Easy! To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash lance. That's mintmobile.com slash lance. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash lance. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Welcome back to Frosted Tips. All right, guys, he's here. Ricky, known by his stage name, Ricky Rebel, is an American singer-songwriter, dancer, musician, recording artist from Upland, California. He began training as a gymnast at the age of seven and ranked 15 in the state of California at the age of 11. Rebel began training in classical ballet and jazz dance styles around the age of 11. He immediately entered dance competitions at the regional and national level, which I think he met his boys from No Authority at. We're going to get to that. After mm-hmm. some years of competitive, uh, competitive dancing, uh, Rebel began acting, performing to musicals like Annie, Oliver, The Phantom. In 96, Rebel started working with the band No Authority as their lead vocalist. No Authority was discovered by an A&R representative from Sony Records and was signed to Michael Jackson's label, MJJ Music, a custom label at Sony. Rick, Ricky Rebel, welcome to Frosted Tips. Wow. Was that all correct? <laughs> That's, That's correct. Yeah. Yes, that was 
Perfect. Yeah. Do, how <laughs> okay, much accurate. dancing do you do these days? I mean, that's a crazy background. That was dizzying to hear that. Yeah. It made me have all these memories. Uh huh. Do your knees hurt just listening? Yes. To that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the freaking right knee, right? Right. Always right. that right See, knee. See, it's my left knee. Usually. Are you yeah. a lefty? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's everything on my left side. My left knee. My left side. Oh, my back. It's true. Yeah. Right For me, knee. it's the right. Yeah. Everything on the right. The right <laughs> hip. What is that? Are you right-handed? Left-handed? I'm right-handed. See, I am too. Hmm. It's weird. You got to figure this out, Turkey. Yeah, I'll Story. get down to it. All right, you get down on that. I'll research. <laughs> Google that. All right. All right, Ricky, let's take it from the beginning. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, That's a good place to start. Yeah, it's always good. Upland, California, you were born. Right. Uh, what was it like growing up in that town? And did you always know that you loved entertainment? Uh, yeah, it, it was a, a small town. I um, Great. It was great. You know, the kind of thing. Basically, I um, I knew at a young age what I wanted to be, and I wanted to. I saw Madonna perform; she did "Like a Virgin," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shoot, that's like that's what I need." That's yeah, what I, want. I need that in my life. Uh-huh. And and my parents were very supportive of me, and so they put me into classes, and I started dancing and doing gymnastics, and and things kind of just happened from there. Yeah. Was it easy, uh, you know, as a boy growing up, especially in our generation, uh, dancing is hard because you're going to get bullied a lot by some people. Yeah. I was lucky in my school that it was all about the arts and entertainment. So I didn't have to go through that, but did you have to deal with that type of situation with like, Oh, boys don't dance. Oh yeah. Yeah. From the beginning of my, my life. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it's been that way. Mm-hmm. And you have you always known you were gay at a little uh, no no really no I'm technically bi I'm like I call myself two percent bisexual two percent bi two percent two percent straight I wish I was any kind of percentage bi (laughs) you would be so much yes you you wish what I was bisexual I think oh yeah amazing thing ever it is it is it's really cool fish in the sea well just to be able to you know love and be attracted to. To, you know, so many people. So many you have people. to try it sometime. Yeah. I mean, oh, trust oh, me, I tried it. Oh, you tried? tried. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I tried it for sure. Like uh-huh. I said, our generation kind of had to go through that. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, it was I forced myself, yes. so it you know it wasn't it wasn't pleasant for me. Well, that's what made it so difficult for me to come out because to my parents because I didn't really know exactly what was true or false because I yeah. did like I do like girls or mm. I was in relationship with women at the time, so I was like, well. I don't really know what's true yet. Mm-hmm. It's, I was attracted to the girls. I wanted to kiss the girls, hold their yeah. hands. And the thought of being with a guy was kind of gross to me at the yeah. time growing up. Yeah. But I think a lot of, a lot of that too might've come from systemic homophobia, oh, yeah. you know, from That's growing what up. the universe is telling you. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the nineties yeah. growing up in the eighties and nineties, sure. it just wasn't, it wasn't, um, it, allowed. No. In the, especially in the industry. And mm-hmm. you just didn't really see it. You know, especially in entertainment as much. I mean, you had like, you know, smatterings here and there, but it was usually a cartoonist depiction. So like of like, you know, a gay person, they're always kind of like the clownish person, especially during that time. So you're like, it was all stereotypical. Yeah. You don't want to be pigeonholed into that just Uh because. Yeah. I tell people, you know, um, like, why didn't you come out early? I was like, well, I was never allowed to come out. Like, I felt like the world didn't want me to. So, no, I stayed in the closet. That's oh. been a lot of pressure for mm-hmm. you. I mean, of course knowing was, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was a horrible such way a big, to exist. An incredibly big yeah. band. Yeah. I mean, well, that added a different layer to it, <laughs> for sure. Were but in just, some ways, it was, I hate to say easier, because you were, you know, in this huge thing that was happening that you had an excuse. You always had an excuse not to have a girlfriend or not to, you know... Act mm. on something, you know. It's like, oh, I'm too busy. True. Oh, too busy. So, yeah, you were you know, so busy, you can kind of just push yeah, it off. That's yeah, true. people would believe that. Well, he's never in the same town. Every, yeah, so you could just you could get away with it a lot easier. If I would have gone to college with my friends and I'm stuck at that college every day and going to the same part, then you're like, well, I guess I'm supposed to date someone, right? Yeah. Oh, now I got to hook yeah. up with this person. Catch uh, on. Yeah, everyone's gonna notice after a few months. Right. Yeah. Right. But now today, it's nice. Kids can be themselves a lot easier. <laughs> Purple hair. Yeah, but you got purple, purple hair. Lavender. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a kid, you began as a, a gymnast. Uh, you ended up ranking 15th in the state of California when you were just 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? Um, a lot of pressure. Yeah. I remember being in gymnastics to be perfect was a thing. I mean, you're trying to get a perfect 10. Oh, you yeah. have all these people judging you from the moment you step on, on the mat. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty – I used to – throw up 
before events or really? be, before meet, meets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was just so much pressure. Oh, and that's yeah. why I started dancing and singing because it was like finally I could just express myself mm-hmm. without like somebody with a scorecard. Yeah, judging you. Yeah. Judging you mm-hmm. constantly. It was just yeah. such a freeing experience for me. Yeah. Um, I really loved it. And then plus I had this advantage of like going into commercials, auditions, or um, any type of audition and throwing in some backflips and things like that. Oh, that'll like, always stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And immediately I got like yeah. booked for a lot of things because I could do stuff like it's that. It's the special skills you you list yes. on your resume uh-huh. that most people don't actually have. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah. When I was like, like first acting, when uh, I first moved to LA, I just like, yeah, sure. I can do oh, this. Oh, I'm an equestrian. That. I'm an equestrian. Yeah, I know. Oh, and then like, you get, you get booked oh, for jobs yeah. and it's like, oh, I actually don't know. Everyone's idea an equestrian. Everyone knows how to ride horses. like, I can sit on a horse. <laughs> uh, give us a frosted tip on, you know, being a, a gymnast at such a young age. One thing that we want to get our kids into, and they're almost two now. Oh, um, babies. I want to get them into gymnastics. I think it's okay. going to be so good for them. Don't do it. Yeah, but just for movement. Like, I don't, no, I don't want them to compete. Or yeah. I, like I get it. Because my, my first cousin is a, was a huge competitive gymnast. Yeah. She was in the what was 2000 Olympics. Like, she was like... Okay. And what's it, her name? Alyssa Beckerman. Yeah. And it basically like ruined her whole life. No, I agree. I don't I want mean, them to get competitive. She had such, she developed the biggest eating disorder, had so many PTSD moments from mm-hmm. back then. She, I mean, this, her body, I mean, my screws in her ankles, yeah. screws in her shoulders and knees and just the trauma yeah. of the abuse. Basically yeah. she had to go through, through all these years. She put her body and her mind through. Yeah. And then once you're done, you kind of, you peek out of it. Once you're, once you hit the Olympics, but you have to be so young, basically to hit it anyway. And then you don't just not really many opportunities to go from yeah. there. I don't right. wish that upon our kids. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, if they no. want to get sure, but my thing is like, how, how young is too young to start doing some gymnastic type stuff? Well, I started when I was like, I think five years old or okay. seven years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, it was incredibly traumatizing when I think about it now. I had a, a really strong or really aggressive coach. He's from China. His name was Roka. Mm-hmm. And he would literally push us and, you know, stand on our toes yeah. and push, like stand on top mm-hmm. of us when we're in the splits to get us all the way down, yeah. scream at us, yell at us. So it was like a very, I didn't realize how traumatic it was at the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't necessarily recommend that for children to do no. highly competitive sports, especially yeah. when they're competing on their own. Yes. I mean, mean like they're they're competing for themselves. They're yeah. in a team, right? But mm-hmm. they're they want to win the the best in the floor. Right. So they're mm-hmm. competing against all of their teammates. Right. So it makes you like kind of in my life like a very competitive person, but not able to work well with teams. Yeah. So I I think that it's better to put a, ch- a child in something where you're kind of like. Okay, you have to work in a team. Yeah, you have to work with your team. I've had to yeah. really learn how to be collaborative with people, open yeah. my heart to people, and like trust people. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. my competitors. That we're like working as a team together. Well, how yeah. hard was that? To for undo you? all of that learning. How totally. hard was it for you to join No Authority then? Because I mean, you're still. I hated young. them. Just <laughs> <laughs> I hated those bitches. <laughs> no, really, it was very difficult. I'm sure. Very, very. Yeah. They. I love, okay, first of all, I love them so much. Um, I'm going to shout them out. Eric, Tommy, um, I love you guys very much. Danny Zavatsky and and the, the, the one member, you know. <laughs> Do we not name him? Whatever. <laughs> Voldemort. Voldemort, okay. Voldemort. <laughs> we won't talk about him. But, <laughs> you know, we worked really hard. And um, I kind of cracked the whip because it is all that training, right? All of that gymnastics and ballet and dance and everything. I would come in and be like, hey, guys, we got to be better. We got to rehearse more. I tell I people all guy. the time, being in a boy band is like training for the Olympics. Yes. Like it really, I mean, it needs to be like that. And I'm you know? sure you had people, um, well, yeah, you included and, and other people who really cared that mm-hmm. you wanted to be the best. Where I felt, and they're going to get upset with me, but I felt like there was more of an emphasis on being popular Mm-hmm. with my bandmates and, and partying and having fun with girls and yeah. drinking and things like that, which I'm not interested in, you know, which is typical teenager, you know, yeah. Wants. I was always like, why are you partying? Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not at the level that you, that we need, we need to be at this level. And then you're going to really know what a party is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want those kind of right. parties. Yeah. 
I want the big orgies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want <laughs> with like celebrities. You yeah. know, I don't want Wait, this, what like, are these parties. I never got uh, invited to <laughs> Illuminati parties. That's why. Yeah. No, but I'm like, I don't want like this like low level thing. You know, we got to work hard to to achieve real party status, like real things. You know, and I think that they resented me a little bit for that, but they also love me for it too. You mm. know, because I really did. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met an audition. Okay. And this man named Richard Walters put us together. And it's so funny that Richard Walters is back in my life. He's coming to all of my shows now. I performed at the Viper Room. I performed recently at the Whiskey A Go-Go. He's like back in my life and and like really like loving my new vibe, my new look, my new show. Um, it's just funny. Like it's like I'm come full circle. He's yeah. giving me advice and try this maybe. And try, you know, it's so crazy. But yeah, we auditioned for him and he um, put us together and started getting like cool producers to work with us, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of producers did y'all start with? Uh, do you remember like the first songs that you started recording our demos? Yeah. Vincent Brantley was our first man. Yeah. Vincent Brantley. He'd done a couple of, he's got a couple of good uh, hit songs. Um, but really our first real producer for the album was Ronnie Jerkins. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We know Ronnie, you know, Ronnie, Yeah, 19 year old. Um, when we got signed to Michael Jackson's label, Jerry Greenberg was like, okay, you have to work with this guy. Or maybe it was, maybe it was um, Richard Walters who brought him in. I think it was Richard, a 19-year-old prodigy mm-hmm. named Ronnie Jerkins. Yeah. And he, he did the whole album. It was so awesome and very R&B, yeah. pop R&B. Mm-hmm. So talk about abuse, I yeah. mean, and trauma for me. Yeah, I'm a pop singer. I grew up with Madonna, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Prince and Michael. And he gets in the room and it's like, they want R&B. Yeah. So I had to really step up my. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Listen to Mary J. Blige. Uh, listen to like all these. Well, I mean, as a professional, right. uh, what did you do knowing that you had to go from this pop love to now, you know, getting educated about R&B music? Did you just dive into it? Did you do anything special? I dived into it, of course, because I wanted the, the lead parts, you know, mm-hmm. Um I listened to a lot of R&B at the time. Um, and I love R&B. I mean, TLC is one of my favorite um, girl bands mm-hmm. of all time. Um, I can go on and on. You know, Whitney, um, the Wayne to Exhale soundtrack is like oh, yeah. something I listen to oh, yeah, when, when I want to cry. Because <laughs> yeah. it has every single diva on the planet. Um, but yeah, I, I just dived into it and... I think at my heart, I think I might be a, a soul singer at the heart of who I am. Yeah. Probably R&B. But I don't like like to talk about that. Or, or you, do you know what I mean? I like, yeah. to, like to say that because it's such a big honor to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to sing like that. Like it's like, a, like yeah. out of this world. Yeah. You know. Quite a talent. It's, Quite yeah, talent. it is. Um, so you signed with Michael Jackson's label. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone sent a demo tape to him. Uh, what was on the tape first off? Do you remember what that demo was? Um, I'm inside. We had a song called "I'm Going Crazy." Oh, so it was it was an original? It wasn't just a cover? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we didn't we didn't do a cover. Um, it's a popular. I'm not gonna say "Cut Father and Joe." Gosh, I can't even recall the names. <laughs> but they're they were they were prominent. They were prominent um, yeah. people. Did you ever get to meet Michael? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he. Oh. Um, he invited us to Neverland Ranch mm-hmm. for uh, the release of our, our album. And um, he invited like the radio station to come in, like pe- like winners from on the radio station. So they would watch us perform and we did like five songs and we're at Neverland. Uh, we got to meet Michael. That's great. How was he involved with any of the producing the records or telling you guys, yeah, you need to do this song? Like how involved was he? He was pretty involved he's an executive producer so he's putting the money out for it i'm sure that's what executive producers do and and he did curate a lot of he i think he was the one who wanted us to work with ronnie and approved of that and we would do songs and sometimes it'd be like well he's not really feeling that or he is feeling that so he had a a little bit of a hand in it that's great yeah you know we got to know michael a good bit and he you know what an influence he had on Pretty much every single artist. You got to perform with him. You did, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was. How many people can say that on the planet? I mean, it's definitely Um, a a pinch me moment for sure. (laughs) Uh, I remember that moment. Yeah, just, yeah. I'll, I'll, someone will, you know, 
tag me in like a video or something like that. And I'm like, wait a minute, that did happen. Oh my god! It totally like, did. Yeah, that was a wild. That whole, that whole performance with everybody involved. Yeah, that was yeah that incredible. Was <laughs> yeah. Um, what did the days, the early days, look like for the group? So you get together. How did y'all officially get together? So you auditioned for your manager, right? Uh, was it like a long process, or was it kind of like, yeah, you five guys are great, let's do this? Well, it was weird because we got we got booked right away, and our, our bandmates, uh, Danny, Eric, and and um, well, Danny and Eric and I, we used to compete with each other in dance. Okay. So we, we kind of knew each other already. Yeah. So we were kind of friends already to begin with. And at first we were supposed to be backup singers mm-hmm. for somebody else. His name mm-hmm. was JD. And he was like, you know, a good singer. Mm-hmm. And anyway, <laughs> I came in the studio and I would end up like doing some of the leads and I would piss, totally piss him off. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was supposed to be the dancer who could kind of sing or whatever. Um, but the but the producers like realized that I was pretty fast on on so they had me do a lot of the vocals, and so he gets jealous. It's a common theme, I swear. This is like a I'm not trying to be like praise myself or whatever. But these boys would get like the lead boys would get really competitive with me and me vice versa. Okay, mm-hmm. gymnast coming out. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But they would be like, I'm out. Mm. So JD was out. So we had to find another guy, a rotating door and then we found another guy his name is josh i'll give him okay josh (laughs) (laughs) he's actually a beautiful singer i must say Mm -hmm. so we he when he came in the band he had this very r&b voice and i have a very pop voice so i had to learn how to like really like you know i better if i want to get those leads Mm -hmm. i have to blend in with it be better yeah become a better singer so i do give him props for that like maybe want to become a better singer mm-hmm. and I did do that and then he decided one moment that he wanted to go solo during like one of the biggest shows we were gonna do a big show in Canada mm-hmm. and on our, on the in the actual um uh you know to get on the plane we get the call he, uh he's not coming mm. as you're going to the airport as we're going to the airport like oh, wow. actually checking in our bags oh, wow. Josh is late because he's he's going solo like literally and to do one of our biggest shows that we've ever done, it was yeah. for YTV. I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you remember that. Oh, one. yes. Yeah. YTV. Mm-hmm. And we had like this big concert, like Y2K type thing concert. And this guy just decides. Why did he decide to leave? Because he thought he was really great. So he just wanted solo and it was, it was over. And up to that yeah. point, were y'all not getting along? No, I mean, we weren't. I mean, being in the boy band was kind of miserable for me, but also really exciting, mm-hmm. right? Because you're accomplishing things you're going on tour with britney spears you're doing all these great interviews you're traveling you're on a tour bus and everything but for me i didn't we didn't i didn't feel like we always meshed well mm-hmm. or got along well some people just don't click which i th- did y'all ever live together at the beginning of the group did y'all ever like live in the same house um no okay because i think that's so important because we had to do that we like just live. a bunch yeah, of you, you know lived together for a while we lived together for a year before we got a record deal so wow you knew by month two if you liked the person Who that was, was working. in the house with you. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love them. Mm-hmm. They love me. Mm-hmm. Straight up. They know. I love Danny Zavatsky 100%. Mm-hmm. All my heart. Mm-hmm. Eric. Tommy. Forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Josh, I don't because he, he abandoned. Yeah. He jumped ship mm-hmm. when we needed him. But don't get me wrong. They love me. I love them. And it's well, like a would, brother. What would get you out to like be friends again? Thing. Would you just need like an apology? I'm friends. I am. Okay. I have not. They, I, I love them and they, they might have some ideas about me, um, that they might want to talk to me about, or they probably, they probably have talked to me about it. And one of them, Tommy has talked to me about feelings he's had about me. Mm-hmm. Some, a few resentments. Um, but Eric refuses. I've been like, Eric, why is Eric not allowed? He has a podcast. They had a podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why have you guys invited me on the show? I'd love to be on and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Eric doesn't want you. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? What did I do to Eric Stretch? Fucking- Should we call Eric up right now? Eric. <laughs> and out. Yes, we have on the phone right Eric. now. Eric. Eric. <laughs> he comes in the door right now. Finally. And you know what? If he did come in the door, we would like love each other yeah, and, I, I and, and have would. the biggest hug in the world. They just know I'm a bitch. Yeah. I I can't be a bitch. Well, you could be honest about that. I am. I you know can be. Get. I crack that whip. I mean, listen, a lot of personalities class. You may, I mean, you can still love someone and not like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I were, mean, they, even with you guys and then sync personalities class a lot. Oh, you oh guys my God. are best friends. All of you talk every yeah. single day. 
But like you know, I always say, you love these guys, you hate these guys. Every emotion <laughs> comes out. People don't understand. Like they're it's, it's family. It's, it's a brother. Fa- that you can't it's literally get rid of. family. But it's with anybody. If you're around someone, no matter what, whether you're married or your mm-hmm. roommates, you're or always going to start looking at the negative things. Yeah, of course, yeah. the little things will bother you, mm-hmm. and and they build up until you want to murder the other. Yeah, person. you start harping <laughs> on the two negative I mean, things yeah. against the five hundred amazing well, exactly. positive things. It's yeah. like oh. being in a relationship. It's the same as it's like yeah. being in a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got physical, you know. Oh really? Ooh, y'all got some fisticuffs. We have fisticuffs. Have you guys ever fisticuffs? No, no. Oh I yeah, think you guys ever I don't did. think. Oh, so. we had fisticuffs. Jo- uh, can we talk? Yeah, I mean, can we talk? I mean, yeah. go for it. <laughs> there was one time when Josh, he, we were at Tommy Matola's office in Sony, in New York. I'll never forget this. We're gonna go meet Tommy. Tommy wants to meet us. We're in the waiting room, like like here, you mm-hmm. know. We're in the waiting room, and he decides to like lose his shit about something. I don't know what it was, and he literally like punched like. A Punch, punch me. No way. It was crazy. Mm. And I looked at him. I was like, I was so mad. I was oh, so yeah. furious. It was something, something happened, but he put his hands on me at Tommy Matola's office. And then he, the, they got the call. They're like, uh, Tommy doesn't want to see you guys anymore. Cause he saw, you know, he could see wow. Wow. that we were like fighting. Yeah. That'd, that'd be hard to bank. Ooh, <laughs> I got so mad. Cause I wanted to work with Tommy Matola. So did I, we. He turned us down. Okay. <laughs> but I was like. You showed him. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, we went, and then we went up into the hotel room afterward. And I knocked on his door. And I'm like, let's go. Like, literally, I walked in I, this close to him. He starts crying. Because he broke up with his girlfriend or some bullshit. Mm. And I didn't care. That's me. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about any of that. Like, we had a job to do. And if you want to fight right now, let's fight right now Mm. i'm ready to go and he he didn't do it Mm -hmm. but the thing is like (laughs) i can't believe i'm I'm talking about this (laughs) i probably have to see a therapist about all this stuff but (laughs) we all need to see a therapist (laughs) don't we really i mean after going through this but yeah it was just a real moment and i looked Mm. into his eyes and i saw the vulnerability there but i didn't care Mm. i don't we have when you're trying to succeed, your emotions have to like take a way, way back seat. Yeah. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Sure. And mm-hmm. It was so unprofessional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some people that are that emotional, they just can't, you know, they don't understand that at all. Well, we're artists. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, well, now you switch to Maverick, which is Madonna's record label. So you go from Michael Jackson's label to Madonna's label. Uh, why yeah. the switch? Why mm-hmm. or how? Or both. Both, both. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, the why was at the time, um, Sony, you know, it's called being shelved, right? Mm-hmm. They shelved our record. Yes. And they were like, oh, we have to put Mandy's out. We have to put this record mm-hmm. out. We have to put this record out before you guys. And um, apparently um, Madonna's record label found out that that was happening. And they're like, okay, well, we'll buy you out of that contract and put you onto our label and then put you on tour with Britney Spears at the same time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on top of it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, and when I got that call, um, I think it was a publicist who called me and said, you know, Madonna is considering buying you guys out and signing her to the label. I was like, what? Cause that's my hero. Oh, I can imagine that. I mean, that's your world. Yeah. Michael is like uh, definitely somebody mm-hmm. I really honor and everything, but Madonna was like a big really mm-hmm. big deal and then yeah we went you know went to the maverick offices we met with guy osiri and the president of the label and they were just so excited yeah that's awesome so yeah. you mentioned you went on tour with britney spears you've also been on tour with 98 degrees destiny's child aaron carter uh which was your favorite tour my favorite tour mm-hmm. um well ha- of course britney yeah because there's another one that i really Love, mm-hmm. love Britney. Yeah, I literally, I literally had um, on my tour bus. I had pictures of Britney, you know, like yeah. against like the you know the, the little bunk. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Britney photo, photos of her. I had a super crush on her. She's yeah. so pretty and mm-hmm. such a great dancer and performer. So yeah, I was definitely Britney. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was the end of the nineties uh, and the beginning of the two thousands. Uh, let's talk fashion a little bit because you are a fashionable man. Thank you. Um, we were not at all. 
in our group. I, I mean, we I, well, you didn't well according to 2023, we Why? were fashionable well, because no, apparently all those looks are coming back. The time, no. Listen, you, everyone you guys, made in fun of us. You guys look ridiculous. Oh, but, yes. Oh my gosh, everyone made fun of how, what we wore. Yeah, but there were like the older people making fun of. You or maybe we were just so. It was fashion like the Joan Rivers no, of the time. I think he you might know, have been fashion forward. Maybe we were because. Well, like Abercrombie Fitch has come back out and all right. this stuff is that 90s look. And I'm it's like, a vibe. that's that's what we would wear. Yeah. And I yeah. always thought it was horrendous. Well, yeah, it was a little kooky, but that's but you were like pop stars at the time. You were so supposed big. to dress a little. So with you guys, who was the more fashionable one? Who got to decide, okay, this is what our look's going to be? Well, of course, Ricky's going to say I'm, himself. Course, yeah. well, let's let's <laughs> be honest. I could have answered that for you. <laughs> who do you think, though? <laughs> So you have to th- ask the question. I just met you, but I have a feeling you would not let any of the other guys lead the, the look. So were you happy with the looks? Like, were you happy with the image that y'all had? When we first started, it was all about like, oh, individuality. We're doing like this kind of like Spice Girl thing yeah. where it's like, you're this thing, you're that thing. And and so Danny had like the skater vibe, which is totally him, which is great. And then, you know, Eric had his vibe and then I had my vibe. Um. But as things kind of progressed and that one person I talked about like left, um, I started to take a little bit more um, of a leading role and like kind of like maybe we should have like a vibe that we just kind of share with each other. Mm-hmm. And and then we started kind of dressing a little mm-hmm. more similarly. Nice. What would you say your fashion was back then? Like, was there a style you were going for? Um. I, I'm like you. I think it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was we didn't have bad. much to work with back in the late '90s. Okay, <laughs> it was just about flashy. It was about uh, like, kind of like what you have, like no. now, like kind of like we wanted things to, like sparkle. Yeah. We wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. What do you call it when you like rhinestones? Yeah, stuff? yeah. You're yeah. rhinestoning everything. Bedazzling. <laughs> everything was got bedazzled. a bedazzle machine. And I just... am literally wearing a bedazzled shirt right now. Yeah, bedazzle. <laughs> you, you sure combining like. Like hard rock things, like ironic mm-hmm. hard rock t shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Planet Hollywood hard rock t shirts. Yeah. yeah, like like yeah. things that you would probably not no, be listening to. I think to, it means maybe. like hard rock, not the hotel. Oh, I think, oh, oh I was like, well, because <laughs> like people Metallica. would always wear the hard rock cafe shirts, which was so huge in the 90s. Like they were opening up one in every city around the world <laughs> and Planet like, Hollywood. It was just yeah, like this 90s going? douche. Yeah. yeah, but that was the look. That was the look. And it was cute. Yeah, yeah. that was the look. It's hot. Late nineties, early two thousands was just douche. Yeah. Like douche. that was that was the style. <laughs> <laughs> now it's super hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, now you and I have similar, you know, experiences uh, being closeted while performing in a boy band and in a time where it just wasn't accepted. Um, right. What was your experience like, and what was what's your advice? That the label was giving you. Were you ever told like, mm, let's not talk about our sex life at all or that that just doesn't exist? Yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were told to, um, we had to go through media training. Oh, yeah. So basically the things that we should could talk or they want us to talk about and not talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and I just, one time, oh gosh, am I going to talk about this? on? Okay. Yes, you are. Of course. All right. We did this show in Jersey. And it was a big show and I was so excited and the label was there. Maverick was there and I wore this really cool. I thought it was really cool. It was like a kind of Elvis inspired uh, black jumpsuit and it was like like ple- like leather but pleather yeah. and kind of shined. And and I just felt so hot in this thing. It was like so cool and I'm dancing around. I have it like halfway or halfway undone. I'm dancing. The girls are going crazy everything. And then I got a call from management and they're like Ricky you know we have to have a talk with you the label is concerned that you are coming across as too feminine Mm -hmm. and it broke my heart I was like of all the people that I want to upset yeah yeah of all the people that I want to offend or whatever the label has a problem Mm mm-hmm which now like, makes you dude. dig even deeper into that closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it just makes me feel so ashamed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then there was another moment when we were having um, a press conference. And it was it was a show for all for school kids, like junior high. I think Justin was Timberlake was actually there, oh, yeah. like doing like some sort of like a speech or whatever. And 
there were like thousands of kids from all over the, the country coming in, junior high, high school kids. And I was nervous. I was so nervous because I didn't go to high school and all this stuff. So I'm like, well, all of these school shows we did, I was always like, oh, my gosh, how is this going to go? Yeah. But um, we did this whole thing and then we had like a media event after where like this, the school newspaper people would come and like all oh, the interview us. And one of the girls was like, Ricky, um, you know, you walk a certain way and you talk a certain way. Uh, are you gay? Oh. <laughs> Straight up. You were outed by the kids' newspaper? <laughs> but I, but the, <laughs> That's where all the hard journalists are, Turkey. I yeah. mean, really? <laughs> it was crazy. They're not holding back. I mean. They don't have a board the, to listen the, to. Whatever the High gone. Gazette got you. <laughs> she got me, this girl. <laughs> and the ironic thing is I had a girlfriend at the time and I wasn't like out like that or yeah. whatever. And I was like, of all the people, I mean, look, Eric is actually gay. Why don't you ask him him that mm. question? Why are you asking me? <laughs> was Eric out at that time, or you just, or you knew he was? He was like, I don't really care if they know or if they don't. Okay. It's just, but I'm, so he was out to you guys. He was out to me and to oh, us. Well, at least he had someone. That's nice. I did. Yeah, because yeah, when Lance was in the group, nope, I mean, he didn't no, tell him. None tell of anyone. Mm-mm. Until I'm sure he you came had some out. bisexual boys in there, didn't you? No. In the zero. group. Zero. Come on. Zero. Trust Come me. I wish, I wish some of my guys I could be. Speaking, I, that, I know. That's, well, honestly, that's not what I heard. But okay. Oh, really? Oh, we, we need to I, talk about well, that. off air. Mickey Mouse Club era. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. But we'll talk that about well, privately. To be continued. Yeah, privately. No, I, well, one, I could never look at them in that way. So, like, I've, you know, but I feel like I would know that. Oh, Justin's no, so no. cute. Oh, God. I would have been all over that. You got a crush on Justin? Oh, I did. <laughs> Bad. Especially at the front, like when you had the first look. Uh-huh. The, 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 the curls, ramen noodle the hair. The frosted curls. The it got top him. ramen hair. Yeah, he loved that. I was into hair. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He was cute. Um, but um, where were we? I digress. Uh, my trauma. We were talking about, my trauma. Yeah. We were talking about how, you know, statistically in groups, you know, there should be a gay one or at least a bisexual one. Uh, and there's many groups that don't have any, but again, who knows? We don't know their true story. They're deep down. Nobody story. really knows anyone. Yeah. They got to be 2% bi. Like I'm 2% straight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I would say I'm maybe gay. 1% straight because I did date girls. Yeah. So I was you able had sex to with girls. Do, yeah. Okay. Then I might be 5% then. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had fun. Yeah. And I still do. Yeah. No, I don't know. No. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't my thing. We it haven't had fun thing. like that in a long, no, long, no, no. long time. No, no, no. It's been a while. Been a while. Hey, LA, Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. From epic shopping to nonstop pride events, discoverla.com is your gateway to everything LA. From walk up windows and rooftop bars to year round alfresco dining, Los Angeles is a culinary thrill ride sure to leave visitors hungry for more. From tacos to sushi, we truly have some of the best restaurants. After you get a bite to eat, get a taste for fame firsthand by attending a star ceremony on Hollywood Boulevard or a glimpse behind the scenes at World Famous Studio Tour. Stop and see a movie at the iconic El Capitan Theater and check out the stairs outside the Dolby Theater where all the stars walk before the Oscars. Take a hike at Glamorous Griffith or stop for a boba or a draft cold brew at an outdoor cafe perfect for people watching. There are endless amounts of outdoor activities in L.A. with our beautiful weather. And, of course, Pride is celebrated every day in Los Angeles. Everyone is welcome to experience our sparkling nightlife, indulgent spas, and sensational shopping. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's time to leave your mark in the City of Angels. Lance Bass, signing off. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you. Do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. 
Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to the European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Afterlives is a new podcast about Laylene Polanco. She was a transgender Afro-Latina, and she died behind bars in New York City's most notorious jail complex, Rikers Island. Laylene loved to dance. She loved to sing. She was just happy to be alive. As a Black trans woman living in New York, I knew right away that our stories were connected. And I want to unpack the systems that failed Laylene leading up to her death. Stepping foot on Rikers Island has been widely acknowledged a potential death sentence. Was her transness actually a cause of her death? We found out that the answer was yes, it absolutely was. Trans power! Trans power! Listen to Afterlives, a part of the Outspoken Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so 2001, uh, unfortunately, no authority disbands. Uh, So what ultimately led to this decision? So Josh was out for the Canadian show. Y'all just went as a four for a while, or did y'all want to replace um, we always had four only. Oh shoot! Oh okay, yeah. three. You were you want to add to the fourth? Yeah, we had left. to find a new a, yeah. a new member, and that's when Tommy came in. Okay, and he was such a breath of fresh air because mm-hmm. he was so excited. He wasn't jaded at all. Mm-hmm. He was a team player, and so we got along very well. Yeah, and we just started collaborating with each other. And because he was cool with me, the the, the two other boys used to kind of do whatever that other leading person wanted mm-hmm. i'm sorry guys it was like basically whatever he wanted they kind mm-hmm. of were like this and yeah. if i said left they were like oh we're gonna go we want to go right yeah, yeah. so i would literally do the opposite i'm saying oh okay i want to go right and mm-hmm. they do no we're going left and i'm like that's what i want nah. so i'd have to play games like that with these yeah. guys I'd play mental games with them, oh, oh so many mental games but this guy came in tommy and he didn't play any games with me he was just like i i love this and i want to have fun let's let's do this mm-hmm. and so the, the, the whole vibe of the band changed and it became more of a fun experience for all of us. And that's when we had our biggest success. We had, can I get your number on the yeah. radio and all of that. So that was the most fun I had was with that, the four. Yeah. And I mean, it's going great. Like you said, uh, can I get your number? Huge hit. Um, what made y'all decide not to do music anymore? Well, we were going to do another album with the label um, with Maverick. There was that, that phone call that said, you know, basically that Richard is wants to have his producers to do the record, not the producers that Maverick wanted us to work with. Mm-hmm. And so apparently there was like a big blow up. I got the call, you know, A&R guy yelling mm-hmm. with Richard and Richard yelling. And basically I knew, Oh God, I think that's the end. Oh, wow. Because you know, it's this big clash. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they were like, yeah, we're going to, they they dropped us from the label. Well, that sucks that it all kind of landed on your management, you know, to make that decision, really. Was there no going straight to the label and like, okay, let's talk about this. Let's let's figure this producer shit out. Well, yeah, but we he, they were, he was our, you had like a contract with him. So yeah. basically we. He was to, your Lou Pearlman. But did he Lou Pearlman you? Did you, did you actually get a good deal. I wish you would have Lou Perlman me. No. Wait, what does that even mean? <laughs> oh God. He made you guys stars. Oh, okay. I'm like, Oh God, okay. what does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know what I just yeah, I said. It you ask that question. Yeah. No. Allegedly. Yeah. He made you guys super, like you guys had yeah. maximum talent. I mean, no doubt, but I'm saying like, 
without that money, without that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know it's a really horrible contract. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And oh, I, I'm sure he put you through a lot, but yeah. but our guy put us through. I'm sorry, put us through what he put us through, and didn't necessarily accomplish what the goal yeah. goal ultimately mm-hmm. was yeah. to have a hit record. Uh-huh. And so I would have preferred that we worked with Maverick and let them mm-hmm. have a shot. At, well, of course. So, well, it's yeah. a different time. I mean, if you think 2001, that was you know 9/11 happens, and I think that kills pop music for a long time. Like it just entertainment just fizzled for a bit right there. It killed us. So you're, you're right at that. You're right at the tail end of the boy band era kind of, you know, fizzling out a little bit, which again, nine 11 kind of put the nail in that coffin. So yeah, you're at a situation where like, well, crap, we're, t- are we too late? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that was the label being like, yeah, we're not even going to bet on this anymore. It, we're, we've moved on to something different. Different genres are taken over. Well, they didn't mention any of that, yeah, but well, of they just not. mentioned, yeah, they, of course mm-hmm. not, but they did mention the clash. I mean, I heard about the big clash mm-hmm. and, and, um, it was really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. So crazy difficult. Yeah. Cause I had to go back to my, my girlfriend and I were living in a certain place in Studio city. Then we had to, we had to go back to my parents and yeah. live there. And it just felt like, Oh my God, after living off of this like crazy high and traveling and everything and coming back to Upland. Yeah. And living with my girlfriend in Upland with my yeah. parents. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what how was, was that, that like? Yeah. How was that transition? Then, yeah. Then how did you transition then into your. Yeah. Like, what, is, what does there? life look like now? Like, you're back yeah. in Upland, you're living with your girlfriend. Like, what? Like, where Where do you think you're going from there? I was just depressed. Yeah. Well, of I course. Imagine. I feel like anyone would be Ooh. depressed after. Yeah. 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 But I started, I started picking up Pro Tools, started producing my own music, and, you know, mm-hmm. playing the guitar and, and started creating just music. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. kind of like my way of coping yeah. with that. And then I had like other people that I would meet along the way, like a dance classes. I met a boy band that wanted to produce them to be produced, mm-hmm. a Latino boy band. And so I, oh, they're so hot. <laughs> mm. Even thinking about them now. He, he has a type, like, folks. He has a type. I have many types. So many types. I have many him. types. And this is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they came over and, and yeah, I, I produced them. And, and I just started producing more and writing and trying to find my sound. And, and I went through a lot of, you know, reinventions because people in the industry are like, well, you should do this. And you mm-hmm. should, mm-hmm. you should do rock. Mm-hmm. And wear dickies and yeah. be straight and make sure that people yeah. know that they have a chance with you. Even now, everybody's like, you should project yourself a certain way so that you think women have a chance. But the ironic thing is they do have a chance. It's just I'm a little more comfortable yeah. with who, how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I like this a more. But bottom line, it was difficult. Um, but I did, you know, learn. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, where did Ricky Rebel come from? Ricky Rebel. Um, one day I was like, okay, I'm going to create a persona and I'm going to just open up this dictionary and the name's going to pop out. And I literally opened up the dictionary and it was like, R is a rebel. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so my personality. Mm-hmm. I'm quite rebellious. Mm-hmm. Um, when the industry told me that you couldn't be gay or whatever, I said, no. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to be whoever I am. I'm going to write a song. I wrote a song about it called Boys and Sometimes Girls. Mm-hmm. And at a time when it wasn't right to do that, and I'm going to go with who I am. I'm going to rebel against an industry that tells me that I can never succeed being open like that. Yeah. And I decided to do that. And that was like my biggest song so far. It's, it was a Billboard Top 40 record. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of that because it was something that I produced with my own hands. I didn't have Ronnie do it. I didn't have some other, you know what I mean? It's something that I manufactured and made and, and I believed in. And people have fun when they hear it. Yeah. They smile. and mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm proud of that, re- that record. Um, I think a lot of people would say you're rebellious by supporting our former president, which is a big news that when you, went, you did the Grammys and you do a very big fashion statement. Was that the one where you bent over and your cheeks said, impeach this? Yeah. Yes. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you're going through your mind, like, okay. What am I going to wear to the Grammys right now? I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to take my butt cheeks out and write, impeach this. Yes. Was that just the thought process? Well, 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I wanted to do something that was funny mm. because I, I felt like people were, were trying to be too serious about all of this stuff, which they're now they're on maximum seriousness mm-hmm. when it comes to politics, which I yeah. hate that word, by the way. I know. Um, we don't talk politics on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cause I'm, I've, I denounce politics yeah. now cause I did that and mm-hmm. I, Realize that it's very divisive. Oh my gosh. You're and never going to win anyone over. Anywhere you go, at you all. don't win. Uh-uh. And it's like, that's no. not who I am. Like, but personally, are you still political in your own like personal life? Like you still believe in like the conservative values and you know, all that part. Yeah. I mean, there are things mm-hmm. that I disagree with, of course. Mm-hmm. And I have, um, and I think they're going too far a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do you think as a gay and, man, yeah, gay people, yeah. As a gay man, like why that. do you think it's so controversial to support uh, someone like our former president? Like, why oh do you my think God, people they were, think it's so controversial? I got death threats. Yeah. Um, oh my God, it was it was very traumatizing for me to be because that that's the most quote famous I've ever been was when I went to the Grammys and yeah. I wore that suit and there were people um, yelling out the paparazzi. I hope your babies die. Oof, yeah. Um, he hates your kind, things like that. Um, gosh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about the whole thing. The, the, the bottom line is, yes, I do think the way that I think. Um, but at the same time, I know in my heart that I'm here to make people happy through music, art, dance, and fashion, and things that I kind of view as superficial but in reality they're not it's oh. art is a very important thing for society it's it is. and so many people are trying to take art away um which just kills and i understand why a lot some people have the reasoning to take art away because it it, it expands people's minds it makes you see other you know sides of, of situations um so taking arts out of schools i mean just limiting what books we can put in libraries what do you think about all this art just being destroyed right now. That's a no, no for me. Free speech is a very important thing to me. Yeah. And it goes both ways. Exactly. For everybody. Yeah. I feel like if you're into, if that's what you support, well then you support it. You can't pick and choose free speech. If that's right. Yeah. It has to be things that you're uncomfortable with yeah. on both mm-hmm. sides. And, mm-hmm. and that's why when, when people try to stop, that's what at the time I felt like my voice was being silenced and I kind of felt like I was back in the closet, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like, um, like in the boy band when I couldn't say who I really mm-hmm. was, I felt like this, another moment like this. I'm like, I just had to fight to like be who I really am, in, you know, in this degree. And now I have to do it again. Mm-hmm. Or I felt like I need to do it again. But in reality, you don't, this is like this is like wisdom coming from mm-hmm. after going through the yeah. fire. The mm-hmm. wisdom the wisdom is from all of this is that you don't have to have an opinion. No, you could be a stoic. Yeah, exactly. And you don't. I don't have to have an opinion on no. that. I don't have to indulge in this. I don't have to talk about it. I don't have to be a part of it. Yeah. And I want to talk about my art now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I I went really far. Well, people think I'm far right, but I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I'm like center right but but to people who are center right it's like to the to a, a somebody who's like far left or yeah they might they are going to say it i think the majority of us are center like i mean i'm center extremist yeah. you know on both and sides i think a lot of the time of course now i mean in terms of politics the left so and the right polarized. is more divided yeah. as ever mm-hmm. so what i did was i you know i i said what i said i did what i did i i believed in you know I didn't like the delivery. I'll say this. I don't like a lot of the way I did Mm. said certain things or did certain things and alienated my audience. That's not cool. Mm. And that's not something I want to do, but I had fun. I mean, writing a peach this and, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. peach my ass. Like, you know, like this is so stupid. It's it's too much fighting. moment in time. It was a total moment. I flipped that chapter way over. And now I'm like in this really cool space where I'm like, okay, I did something that way now i want to show you that i'm actually very liberal i'm actually very yeah like especially when it comes to like who you choose to love and yeah Yeah. and expression of who you are Mm -hmm. and be yourself i am all about that and so i wrote a song called booty eater 
<laughs> I love how you use your art. I, segue I mean, to booty I mean, really. Okay, and that upset. That really upsets that whatever that you know that yeah. audience yeah. that yeah. you know they're like you're a traitor. You know. I mean, you're, it doesn't matter what yeah, you do these days. You're gonna them. look. Even on this podcast, <laughs> me saying the word shit is there's going to be probably a thousand people out there oh, that no, are going to follow that. and be like, no, I, you know, they they're just, over you yeah. just for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's. <laughs> We're all humans, you know, and I don't want, I want to show people that, look, I'm also very, yeah. you know, uh, expressive in, in a lot of ways and very liberal. So this is part of me too. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're not in a box. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we let you go, we have some fan questions for you. This one is uh, Party Gopez. What's your favorite no authority memory? The plane ride to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my favorite memory was being on tour in a, on a tour bus. I'll never forget. We were about to perform in front of thousands of people at, um, with Britney Spears. And there was this uh, magazine, uh, Billboard magazine. Mm-hmm. And I opened the Billboard magazine and there was a big uh, write-up of No Authority. And it said that we were the second most added record in the country oh, nice. behind Janet Jackson. So like Ooh. Janet Jackson and then No Authority. Nice. That's a framer. It was a framer yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here I am on a tour bus with all these people and I'm about to perform. And here it is that we made this record. And, we, yeah. you know, the second most added behind Janet. That was my. That's great. Uh, of, yeah. Aaron Augusto would like to know, would there be a possible no authority reunion? And before you answer this, we do make miracles happen on this show. You do? We have put bands together. Really? We have fixed relationships. <laughs> wow. So I'm just saying right. we probably could get the band back together and you and Josh back as best friends. I'm just Ooh. just put that out there. But would there ever be a possibility without the help of Frosted Tips? Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> okay, I've, I've told good. them. I told the boys. I'm like, whenever you're ready. Like, mm-hmm. But they all have to be on board, not just like two. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You got to yeah. put in the work. And like you got to put in the work. Yeah, all yeah. three. Yeah. yeah, I want the whole thing. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. They all have to want it. But Danny will never, ever, ever. Uh, he's why do you one. think Danny? Because he's like in dad life. He's in daddy. Yeah. He's such a daddy. Mm-hmm. We like being so daddies. Yeah, I really get it though. Like with these kids, I'm so glad that I have this radio show because I wouldn't have been able to do the schedule I did with these kids. Like I wouldn't be able to be on a plane four times a week. I wouldn't have, be able to do this, you know, film over here. I'm so happy that I was able to have this little break with these kids well, at least so, in the I first guess. couple of years of their life yeah, yeah. first couple now it's it'll go a little easier now that they get in school and all that now you can pick then up i can stuff. you know do the things i used to do but yeah i with newborns it's it's hard it's hard to go back to work because you don't want to go back to work no. like, i just want to stay here with these kids you love That's them so, much. Oh, the oh, best, so much the best you ever want to have kids well, I have two kids now. No, oh. you do not. Yeah. No, I didn't know you had kids. The one's a rag doll. I was, oh. say, <laughs> I was about to say. I knew it. Max is a oh, Maine Coon. Like, like, I missed oh, this in my notes. We love, we love a Maine Coon. Oh, my God. Oh, Maine Coon's are the best cats <laughs> oh. My husband loves yeah. the Maine Coon. Yeah. yeah. If I, he's definitely allergic to cats, but if I had a cat, it would 100% be, be a Maine Coon. Coon. You get a Maine Coon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but the biggest one I could find. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they get big. big hair. Yeah. Out. Yeah. That's like the gray ones. They're majestic. Yeah. It's a majestic animal. Right oh, and there. they just look scary in the face sometimes. <laughs> like, are you going to rip my face off? Mm, yeah, they have this kind of <laughs> like tiger thing. Or, yes. yeah, yeah. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Babe, you need to get a shot. We need to get cat and get you a shot. Okay. All right. Great. I'll just get do they, shots. Do they make so shots have... for cat? Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> Actually. And what music are you listening to right now? Can you give us some suggestions, even if it's older music now, whatever? Oh, wow. Um, Anybody you're liking? I just stick with the classics. Like I love the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the collab you did with Madonna. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, just the weekend right now. I'm pretty obsessed with. I'm writing my my own record right now. It's kind of it's like a sex album. Okay. Uh-huh. It's called Fantasy Control. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So when will we hear that? Uh, it's coming out like by the end of the month. It's yeah. the new single. It's kind of like a Depeche Mode mm-hmm. rock. Yeah, the mm-hmm. whole record is just exploring. Like I'm, I'm doing like my sex album. I'm like getting it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like I promise, mom. Once I get this out, uh, I can make <laughs> like about unicorns, your pop music yeah, forever rainbows. and ever and ever until yeah, the day yeah, I yeah. die. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for being on the show, Rick. It was so great to get to know you. Yes. How can everyone stay in touch with you out there? 
Uh, everybody, you can find me uh, RickyRebelRocks.com, and I'm Ricky Rebel Rocks on all the platforms. Sweet, because Ricky Rebel Rocks, guys. That's right. All right, That's thank right. you so much for being here. Thank um, you for having me. It's right. so much fun. Well, I mean, that is all the show we have, it I is. think. So, um, uh, Turkey, thank you so much for being here, as always. A pleasure. Uh, and everyone, be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Take nope. care of those animals. Mm-hmm. And remember, stay, stay frosted. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance. And Michael Turzenart. And at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. Six if you can. See you next time. Hey, LA. Lance Bass here with the latest in the City of Angels. Immerse yourself in our vibrant fashion scene where exclusive streetwear meets high-end boutiques. Stroll through styles defining our bold, wildly creative city, like the unique finds at Melrose Trading Post, a real LA gem. Explore star-studded experiences on Hollywood Boulevard, behind-the-scenes studio tours, and moments of awe under our legendary blue sky. Picture this. The iconic Griffith Observatory, inspiring directors worldwide. Plan your weekend at discoverla.com. It's the time to leave your mark in the city of angels. Lance Bass is adding off. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.